All right. We're in it. <clears throat> Episode 14 of uh, the series we do together. Um, I know I mentioned it last week, but if there's anybody that's like, you know, wishing that I was doing the regular episodes, bringing these libertarian guests on, everything like that, uh, it's the holidays. So it's hard to get schedules to mesh together. So you're going to get some more of these episodes until after, I don't know, at least like New Year's or something. And then I'll probably start bringing guests back on a a little more regularly. It's just kind of difficult, you know, with the holidays and trying to match up schedules and shit like that. So if if you're a fan of this series, uh, it's good news for you. You're going to get a lot more of these. Um, if you hate yeah. this, get over it. Yeah, if you hate it, well, go back and watch my episode with Mike Termot, uh that I did like two weeks ago, a week ago, two weeks ago. The Libertarian presidential candidate. Cool dude. Talked for a long time. It's like an hour and 15 minutes long or something like that. Go, go knock yourself out. Go back and watch all my previous episodes, actually. As a matter of fact, they're all tremendous. They're all gold, 10 out of 10. You should actually watch them on a different device or a different streaming service, too, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, every phone, every computer, everything you have, just just have it all play a different episode all at one time. It'll really help the numbers. It won't be any useful for you, but... Go to the uh, YouTube channel and start playing it while you sleep, you know? let it Do play. that. So my YouTube channel could, uh, yeah, my 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 YouTube channel could use the help. Nobody nobody listens to me on YouTube. Nobody, and that's fine. I mean, I have other, you know, I'm on I'm on a million different platforms, but absolutely nobody listens to my YouTube videos, which sad. is a shame because they're kind of the biggest pain in the ass to make. Like out of everything that I do, they're not a pain in the ass, but like uploading this in just regular podcast form, not a big deal. Uh, YouTube video, I gotta like make a video and I mean it's audio only, so I don't have to like edit anything really all that much, but it's just it takes a little extra time. And uh nobody listens on YouTube. So yeah, go to YouTube, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um We were talking just just before we began this. You started watching that uh, what is it called? Ancient Apocalypse? Ancient Apocalypse. Oh Graham Ancient Hancock, Ap- you know. Yeah. I always see that thing on my Netflix because I, I also complain a lot that there's nothing on Netflix for me to watch. And I'll always see that one, like in the recommended shows that it has. And, you know, I'll scroll over to it and I'll hear Joe Rogan talk about Graham Hancock a little bit. And I'll be like, all right, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll tune into that later. And then later never comes. I've not watched the first episode, but you're a couple episodes in. You say it's a good show. It's one of those ones, kind of like when you like listen to him on Rogan, you can kind of tune in and out and kind of get a gist to what's going on. But, I mean, I'm definitely going to have to rewatch it, you know, like Cosmos, some shit like that. You know, you watch it <clears throat> oh, just a yeah. dozen times because it stays fucking interesting. But, like, yeah. uh, no, it's good. It's, uh, I don't know. I remember listening to him on Rogan. Like, that was some of the first shit, like his first podcast experience I ever fucking had, really. And, like... You listen to his ass on there talk to Rogan for like fucking four hours about nothing, but all, but a bunch of crazy shit that you've never thought about, like you know, and it makes you think everything you've ever learned a lot is ever ever learned is a fucking lie, which you know, I feel like that's part of growing up. Uh, yeah. Fucking, he does say some shit on there that kind of fucking was wild, uh, dude. He's like banned from going to a lot of different like 
fucking archaeological fucking sites, museums, and shit like that because he doesn't like teach their version of history. That's fucking something. Damn. What kind of government control shit is that? We're always bringing libertarians <laughs> on here. What the fuck is going on? You know? Yeah. I need to need to bring somebody on to discuss this. Yeah. We need to get into that shit. We need to <clears> fucking. <throat> hmm. There's a few a few rabbit holes we need to fucking have some special guests on for, but. Yeah. You know. No, I would definitely 10 out of 10 recommend, especially if, like, you need something to put you to sleep at night because it is one of those shows. Yeah. So he, he travels to, like, different places and shit? Uh, yeah, all kinds of shit. Just like, uh, you know, like Atlantis is a fucking easy one that he goes to. And like, or the, not he even goes Atlantis, to Atlantis, but like, say what? He said he goes to Atlantis? He goes not to like to Atlantis, but like to like, there's these weird fucking stone structure things that are like stacked up like a road that are like under the ocean near the fucking Bahamas on this certain spot or something like that. And it all looks like it's all underwater and it's just like. You know, if like sea level or some shit changed some years ago, you know, there's probably there could possibly be a whole city of people that is, you know, underwater now. And not even at one time, you know, it's just like he just goes to shit like that. That They let him in there, you know, they let him in most of these places, I think. But like, you know, it's it's good. It's good shit. Uh, I guess I can't really think of good fucking examples. I'm also usually falling asleep as I'm watching this. So, like, yeah. Recalling the specifics is tricky, but no, it's still good. Yeah, that is dope. It is pretty cool to be banned from places like that because you think differently. That is wild. <laughs> like, no, you can't be here. You're, you're not a part of the hive mind. You don't buy into all the propaganda. So you, have, you have to leave. The history propaganda. That's good. Yeah, we've been on a little bit of a, um, just over this past week, talking to one another, kind of like a conspiracy kick, you know? And I feel like there's been some things in, like, in the news that kind of bolstered that a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I know, I haven't listened to any of these things, but they did happen. Megan Kelly interviewed, like, John Benet Ramsey's dad. This is a different kind of conspiracy, but, uh, and then... I think it was Robert Kennedy Jr. Went on Jay, went on uh, Tucker Carlson's shit. Yeah, yeah, and he tweeted out after he did. He said, he said something about I, I haven't listened to that either. Probably should have listened to both of those before we did this, but uh, I didn't know they would come up. But yeah, he said uh, Tucker's newscast, his you know his interview with him, that old newscast was like the most uh, was it like the bravest? Uh, I forget how he worded it just like the bravest newscast in the past 50 years or however he said it. And he went on Twitter and he called his, uh, you know, his uncle JFK, he called his uh, assassination, the, you know, the biggest coup in our country's history, which is, Hey, go watch that. Definitely need to go watch that. We got to talking about the Las Vegas shooting a little bit earlier this week. Just been a, I don't know, been on a pretty good, Pretty good conspiracy kick. I do definitely need to watch that show, go back and watch these interviews. We should do like a whole, I don't know that this is what this podcast has to be, but we should do like a whole conspiracy thing where we dive into some of that. Yeah, get into the good ones. Maybe we could bring on a guest, like an expert of some kind, but like an actual expert, not a, you know, somebody who really knows their shit. 
Not just some guy on YouTube that fucking believes some crazy shit. Yeah. Somebody who has done like hundreds of hours of research, gone down all the rabbit holes, makes, you know, five hour long videos on the conspiracy we're talking about. That kind of guy. Yeah. No, definitely that's, that's where I get all my news. Crazy YouTube videos. Crazy YouTube videos. Yeah. Who fucking. needs the New York Times, the Washington Post, any of that garbage? That shit is actually garbage. There is, I feel like there is a middle ground somewhere between the crazy YouTubers, though. But maybe not, you know? <laughs> maybe they actually are on it. We, I guess they are just fucking other humans that look at shit. Some of them are definitely off the rocker. You, should, off the rocker. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't take any, anything you hear on YouTube uh, as absolute fact. Especially not from those guys. Some of those guys are real crazy. You shouldn't take anything as absolute fact. Nothing. From any source, really. I mean, I don't know. I can't really think of one single source where if I read from it, I'm like, yeah, so you know, what they're telling me is is 100% true. Like, I'm not confident in, in anybody. You know, it's, like, it's, it's people delivering information to me in the way that they see fit, and they're affected by all these other contributing factors. I mean, you should definitely look at everything you, you read, hear, everything like that with a little little healthy skepticism. In fact, there's a few, some things, you know, you can, like, a medical textbook, but I don't even know. I mean, then you can get, like, a pretty good, that stuff, they shouldn't be trying to lie to you. Some stuff, maybe, <clears throat> but, like, you know, yeah. general first aid stuff, CPR, they're not really trying to pull your, like, pull your they leg. That's be. not something anybody fucking says anymore. <laughs> No, I, you definitely don't want a CPR type thing uh, lying to you, giving you bad information. That's really when you need the best information possible. But even that information changes every fucking couple years. So, you know, it's still just a fucking guess. Especially when it comes to like medicine. That's a whole other rabbit hole we could go down. And like, Shit. but like just the, I don't know, just the medical community and everything like that. Um, I was actually reading, I was reading an article about like, uh, there's like an increasing amount of parents, uh, want to have the say in like what vaccines their kids get when they go into school. Cause you know, you got to get vaccinated if you're going to attend public school, you know, and a lot of parents, you know, <clears throat> after all the COVID shit and everything like that, a lot of them are you know, they're, they're feeling that these vaccines might be unsafe for their kids. And the article that I read was talking about more than just COVID vaccines, but I mean, I think it's definitely fair, especially in the aftermath of like everything that happened with COVID over the past, however many years we're at now, everything that's happened with like the CDC and the changing science and, and all this different kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to blame parents for being skeptical, you know, not that like, I mean, there are definitely vaccines. I don't have a problem with like public schools mandating that kids get like the fucking, like the measles vaccine, you know, or something like that. Do what? Like polio and shit like that. Oh yeah. 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 Like polio stuff like that stuff that is like preventable, you know, like the vaccine will prevent your kid from getting whatever the fuck. You know, it works. I mean, we've like like with polio, we basically eradicated that shit from existence. You know, those kinds of vaccines, I I don't care. You know, I like people. People should mandate those for kids. 
You know, like I know parents might feel a little unsafe, but we don't need to bring polio back. You know, it also doesn't fucking it doesn't like that's just another example of trusting the science and what you read is all that shit about it making your kid fucking special needs and all that shit. Fucking it it was that was all based on just total nonsense. But anyways. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely was anyone who's like. I mean, I've definitely known people that were on that train, like the vaccines cause autism train. Uh, I feel like it got real popular there a couple of years back. I feel like there was like a it was like a spike in parents being real cautious about vaccines. And of course, now with COVID, you know, that that same population is concerned again, albeit about a different vaccine. But if you do actually go back and look into that study, it's been so long since I've done it. You know, I, I couldn't recite any of the details, but. Like the dude that published the study making that claim that vaccines cause autism, his study was straight up garbage. Dude, there was, I think he like, they like looked at 13 kids and they did not determine before if the, before the kids got the vaccines and stuff, if they maybe had autism. So they just definitely brought in 13 kids with autism and were like, was this caused by vaccines? And they're like, hmm, yes. Like there's nothing behind it. Yeah, just to t- they also, if I remember correctly, he also said that he conducted his, uh, I don't know what you, I mean, I guess experiments. I really don't know what you want to call them, but he said he did it on like X amount of kids. And then it turns out that he did it on a, a fraction of those kids and he just multiplied the results by like three or four or whatever. So, you know, that his sample size would look bigger. He literally just duplicated the same data multiple times and was like, yes, we we tested this on this many kids, but he didn't. He tested it on like a, a, a third or a fourth of those kids that he said he did. It's real garbage. The study is actually like hilariously bad. If you start looking into some of those details about it, uh, definitely would not call myself an anti-vaxxer by any means. That's not a label that I would, that I would like or attach to myself, but uh, I think it's fair for parents to not want their kids to get the COVID vaccine you know, for school and shit. Why? Why? Yeah. Why would we make them get it? It doesn't prevent COVID. It does not stop the spread of COVID. They are in like the lowest, you know, risk group. Why? Why make them get it? It just doesn't make any sense. And I can definitely understand parents wanting to make that choice for their kid. You know, I I mean, much in the same way that we let, you know, like, like other people make the decision for themselves. Like, it makes sense that parents should be able to make that decision for the kids. I think it's probably nothing new is going to like other than that's why there's a big push for that now, you know, is straight up because the COVID thing, nothing else. You know, I'm sure most people would want their kids to get all those other vaccines, the normal safe ones, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the article said, but it did say like an overwhelming majority of parents are cool with like, you know, the vaccines that everybody gets now. It's just the COVID one makes them a little uneasy. And I mean, that's fair. I mean, I can't I can't really hate on anyone for for being a little skeptical there. And I mean, you know, this is also I think I think last week, maybe the FDA authorized COVID shots for children six months and under. You know, so, I mean, it, it is available to these kids, but I just, I don't really think the school system should be the one that's forcing them to get it. Um, you know, if parents want to 
to have their kids get the shot. I mean, I guess that's their right, you know, as their as their parent, as the legal guardian, you know. Yeah, I mean, it would just, I, I mean, it, it would just stand to reason that that parents should have the ability to to make that decision for their kid. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really on board with like like young children having bodily autonomy and being able to make decisions for themselves, like they're young children. You yeah, know, no, like their, their parents obviously need to be the one making that decision. That's a <laughs> that's another rabbit hole we could dive down with somebody. Twitter uh, that just brought back some of the controversial scientists that were talking against the the vaccine and everything like that. Uh, Robert Malone, Doctor Robert Malone was one, and there was another real prominent one that I can't I can't remember, but. I think they both went on Rogan and that's when they became, you know, like real popular and people started focusing in on the stuff they were saying. And, you know, um, actually I think they, they got banned before they went on Rogan Malone did anyway. I don't know about the other guy, you know, it'd be cool to have a, have somebody in the medical profession on to, to talk about some of these concerns, you know? Oh Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, it'd be cool because I feel like I've already, um, I don't know that it's been a focal point in any of my podcasts before this, but like the COVID vaccine has definitely come up in in conversations that I had. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to libertarians here. Of course they hate <laughs> vaccine and mask mandates. Why wouldn't they? Uh, there are libertarians after all. So it's like, you know, it's come up and I, I've, I've had, you know, um, discussions with people about it, but I've never really dived into it with, with anyone. And I feel like with a, you know, it, it would be a little more interesting to have on somebody uh, who's in the medical field versus like a libertarian politician. Not that I don't enjoy uh, talking with libertarian politicians about how much we hate mask mandates and vaccine mandates, but it'd be cool to have someone who has like a, like a medical background, you know, diversify the guests a little bit, you know, yeah. Maybe there's maybe there's a medical professional libertarian candidate running somewhere. There probably is, honestly. For sure, somewhere. Yeah. Or there will be, you know, since we're still kind of early in the 2024 cycle, although it is gearing up. People are getting ready. Uh I mean Trump's in, you know. He 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 had his big announcement this past week. His massive announcement that he hyped up. Was that this past week? Yeah, with the NFTs, the stupid ass NFTs. Oh, that's that stupid shit. I thought you meant just his whole fucking announcement to run again. Oh no 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 <laughs> no no just because he did he hyped up the he was like I have a major announcement coming tomorrow and then he drops his NFT line the next day. That's that was his major announcement. That's Hilarious. So stupid. <laughs> it is, it's very stupid. And they're stupid little fucking trading cards, digital. That's r- ridiculous, you know. Yeah, fucking. Uh, they, yeah. they look so goofy. I've, I mean, I, I never bought into the the fucking NFT thing. It doesn't really. I don't. I feel like I don't even know no, enough about it to talk about it. But the, <laughs> just seeing the Trump NFT things and to see the way people were roasting them online was pretty funny. I think just, the technology blockchain thing for NFT things like uh, house deeds is a very good thing. It gives you a digital way to have something important. It also lets you like. Uh, there's a third world country that they just pass on fucking deeds to land by word of mouth. It lets them 
get a digital current or a digital form of that so they can like get a loan from a world bank, you know, and yeah. prove they have assets. <clears throat> but anyways, that's only that's where I think the perks of NFTs are. But yeah, whatever you continue with what you're no, saying. No, I mean that yeah, no, I mean that's yeah, they definitely I could definitely see them having some use, but like But not a trading card of a fucking president that has a superhero body. That's so stupid. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that gonna do for anybody? Now, if you give a real fucking actual card away, that'd still be really stupid, but it'd be better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some fucking some politician trading cards would be good. I'm sure that exists. Yeah, you DeSantis know? did that. He's, he sent out his, like, college fucking... Uh, what sport did he play? Football card or something? Oh, uh, I think he played baseball, right? Yeah, fucking, I don't know. I don't yeah, know, baseball. maybe not. I do remember that, though. Damn. I had forgotten all about that. He did do that, though. That's solid. That's not bad. I mean, I don't know. It's better than releasing a bunch of goofy ass NFTs. I said this before, or you know, when we were talking earlier. But like, just in case, you know, it wasn't clear to everybody that that Trump is just grifting his way along. You know, I feel like the NFT release kind of. I don't know if it's not obvious by now. Then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. It's been obvious all along. If you think that Trump is is doing anything out of the goodness of his heart and not with the sole purpose of enriching himself and his family, then you're a fool. No one's still shilling any kind of cryptocurrency like, you know, he's doing anything but grifting. Yeah, it's really all that is. Uh, There was some other interesting 2024 stuff uh, that's gone on over the past week, week and a half. Is uh, Kirsten Cinema becoming an independent? Good for her. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously got twenty twenty four in mind. Um, it's an interesting move. I mean, I it, you know, uh, it, it puts all the pressure on the Arizona Democratic Party on whether they want to run a candidate or not, and, and you'll give up control of that seat to a Republican. And there are Democrats that are looking at hopping in. I know um, Ruben Gallego has started hiring some staff and doing a little fundraising and everything like that. Like he's, he's looking at jumping in that race. And I mean, it has pretty big implications for 2024. That's going to be a state that everybody looks at. Everybody's been looking at it for the previous, I don't even know how many elections. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I think if a Democrat runs cinema runs and a Republican runs, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that, Democrats would lose that seat. I mean, Cinema's putting all of her chips in. You know, she's 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 heard the criticism. She knows people want her out of the party. They want her gone. She leaves the party. She goes all in, says, you know, if you want me out, fine. But you are going to give this seat up to a Republican. You're not just going to replace me with a Democrat you like better. I think no. it's, I, I think it's an interesting move. It's interesting. I wonder how it'll go. Yeah, I wonder if I mean, because Gallego would be a pretty significant challenger, you know, veteran, incumbent congressman, seems to be pretty popular. I don't know that he uh, he really had any issue winning re-election. Um, I mean, he he would be a very strong candidate that ran i haven't really heard of any other democrats like like prominent democrats that are willing to hop in but he would be a strong one 
Um, yeah, and I mean, when the Senate, you know, control of the Senate is, uh, I mean, Democrats have it by one seat now. It was 50-50 from 2020 until these previous elections. I mean, the Senate is, I mean, any state that's going to be remotely competitive, like within 10 points or so, is going to have a focus on it. And, and Arizona is one of those states. Um, Arizona is a close one. It's, it's one, of the, I feel like it's going to be. Well, I don't know. The past two elections, it's become like one of the fucking main spots. It's solidified itself as a very purple state. Very much, you know, split ticket voters, which is good. You know, people yeah. need to be fucking thinking, using their brains. Yeah, I like the um, I, j- just the fact that the voters there in Arizona are not just going to like fall in line, like behind party lines. The fact that they will consider a Democrat or a Republican you know, if the conditions are right, uh, I really like, like, I mean, in this past election, they had the option, uh, of voting for, you know, a slate of Democrats and a slate of election denying Republicans. I mean, they had a a crazy attorney general candidate. They had Carrie Lake. She's somebody that, you know, could possibly run in 2024 for cinema seat. And the Arizona voters said, no, thanks. We're going to, we're going to give the, the Democrats a try, see how that goes. I mean, you can't, like Arizona is just not a state where you can run those like hardcore election denying Trump acolyte type candidates. You just can't. You can't do it in Arizona. You can do it in a bunch of other places and you'll have success and they'll win and everything like that. Arizona is not like that. You know, if you don't... uh you don't give Arizona voters a little more to think about, a little more to grab onto, more of a reason to actually vote for you instead of just being anti, anti-Biden or anti-Trump for that matter, then you're not going to win their vote. And uh, I mean, I think that's apparent by the senators that they've elected. Mark Kelly and Kristen Sinema are two of the most moderate Democrats uh, in the Senate. You know, Kelly's a better senator than Sinema, but... I don't know. I think it's an, I, I think it's a pretty interesting state politically. Um, West Virginia also cinema's buddy in crime. A lot of the time, Joe Manchin is also up for re-election in twenty twenty four. He's good. I mean, I assume he'll run. I don't really have any reason to believe he won't. But uh, I know ah, I can't remember his name. It escapes me. But uh, one of the guys running against him follows the podcast, and I'm going to try to have him on like beginning of next year. Ah, what was his name? He was like the, uh, like the treasurer for West Virginia. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Shit. I'll think of it later, whatever it is. But like, that's an, you know, that's another state where, um, you know, like Joe Manchin is is running for re-election. The party has kind of made him feel like he's not super welcome. I heard him say, I think I saw something today, that he said he was going to, there's no chance he was leaving the Democratic Party. But, you know, words fucking, you know, don't mean that much to anybody. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I, I, I don't, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely I don't know that he'll change parties. Um, it'd be interesting if he did, but he is Democrats only hope in West Virginia, you know, like, uh, like Arizona could elect another Democrat 
than cinema. It's not impossible. It is impossible if you if you run another Democrat, her and a Republican. But like if if, if Joe Manchin is not the Democrats guy in West Virginia, that seat goes red. And it goes deep red. And Democrats have just been throwing him under the bus this whole time. I mean, I mean, we've talked about it before, but, you know, they just throw him under the bus for everything that goes wrong. And they just expect him to fall in line and keep his mouth shut and not complain too much. It's it's ridiculous how they treat him. Yeah, no, it is. And they're fucked without him, too. So he, he'd be smart to stay there, I think. He could go independent, but that's I think he's probably waiting to do something like that till he sees how it plays out for old cinema and everybody else who might be doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice if the Democrats let let Manchin have a few more wins, you know? Um actually that uh one of the things that he wanted in the, you know, the they just passed a big defense bill in the Senate. Um not a bad thing to talk about either. That thing is massive and it has a bunch of stuff in it that is interesting. $858 billion, 8% increase from uh, the previous budget for the Defense Department. That's a lot of money. That is a ton of money. I wish I had the chart in front of me of like all the countries and how much they spend on national defense. It's a fun chart. But uh, uh, Joe Manchin wanted in that bill there's a bunch of shit in the bill. Joe Manchin wanted uh, funding for like a like a natural gas pipeline in West Virginia. And it seems like it'd be an easy thing to squeeze into a bill that's spending $858 billion. And they left it out. They just didn't include it in the final bill. Um, there's another thing that got left out too that was notable. Um, it doesn't have to do with Manchin, but... Uh, they were going to throw something in that bill for uh, weed companies to be able to have like access to, to banks and shit like that. Because, you know, whenever you go into a dispensary, you got to pay in all cash and you know, all that shit. It's, it's annoying. Yeah. You know, and they got all them ATMs right there just begging you to withdraw some money with their fucking like $20. Motherfuckers just fucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, in Vegas, it was like straight up a fucking like $16, $17 charge to withdraw mm-hmm. money out of like any ATM. Absolutely ridiculous. But they were going to throw something like that into the bill, too, you know, to allow uh, weed companies to have that kind of access. They left that shit out, too. You know, two pretty good things that definitely should have made it into a bill. And it's like, yeah, it would add on to the final total and shit, but like, come on. Why did they? Wait, why did they leave that out? I just don't think they wanted to include it. I think maybe there were. Um, it was a little. They didn't think. I don't. I don't know that they thought the bill would pass if those two things were in there. So they left them out. That sucks. Yeah, really sucks for Joe Manchin and weed companies getting the short end of the stick here. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not a massive fan of us passing this enormous budget for the defense department. I mean, you know, <laughs> I support the troops and everything, but $858 billion. Do you need all that money? Really? That's a lot. That That's significant. And of course, like any other bill that's, you know, 8,000 pages long, uh, they didn't read it. Nobody read it. Nobody knew what was in it till after it was passed. You know, it's just like you can't find a little bit of room for for some of this extra stuff. Shit. 
That's so much more. That's just that's just military spending. Yeah, that's just the defense budget. Eight hundred fifty-eight billion dollars. Yeah. That's fucking so stupid. How much that's money all... have we sent to Ukraine? Ah, uh, that is a good thing that I wish I knew the, the answer to. Um, I forget. It, it did include it did include some money for Ukraine. I just cannot remember how much. Um, it included ten billion dollars for Taiwan. As a matter of fact, for a uh, defense mobilization program. Damn, I forget how I just I can't remember how much. I probably, probably, you know, hundred million and some chat, maybe a couple hundred million for Ukraine. Who even knows? It's a lot of money. I mean, it's just it's a lot of money to package into one bill and just ship it off. Nobody's read the thing. Nobody knows what's in it until after it passes. It's a big thing to just pass and then like you know. And then worry about what's in it. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. I remember like years and years ago when the defense budget was closer to like like seven hundred billion or maybe even less than that. And like people were debating how much money that was back then. And now <laughs> now it's at eight hundred and fifty eight billion. Has any president ever brought it down or was it just Eisenhower? You know, I don't know. I don't imagine it's gone down in our lifetime. No. No, I don't think so. We've always been in some sort of conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, (laughs) I mean, it definitely didn't go down during W's administration, but like, like Obama, Trump, Biden, like I, I feel like if any of them had ever decreased the defense budget, we would, we would know about it. Yeah. But uh, one thing that was in the bill, just to bring it back to COVID vaccines, it repealed the vaccine mandate for troops. I saw that. I know their recruiting numbers are way down. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. And I know um, that was that was like the big thing that Biden was against. It's like he didn't want the he didn't want them to repeal the vaccine mandate for the troops. But uh, I actually don't know if he signed the bill yet. I don't know that he has. I'm also not, I don't know exactly what day it passed, but I imagine he will sign it regardless. I don't, I don't imagine he'll, he'll veto a big defense bill like that, but uh, obviously repealing the vaccine mandate for troops is, I, I think it's a no brainer. You know, I mean, if, if you're going to have everybody else in the country being able to decide whether they should get it or not, hey, you know, there's no real need to make the, make the troops get it. Like you said, it's got to help with recruitment numbers. It's got to help with the recruitment numbers. Yeah. Like, nobody wants that shit if they don't need it, you know? Yeah. Now, what I don't think it did, and I, I've seen other I've seen other Republican uh, congressmen talk about it, is they, like, they, they want to go uh, further, which probably would not have been possible in this bill anyway, just because, you know, they wanted to make sure that it passed with no issue and everything like that. But I know other Republican politicians want to uh, not just repeal the vaccine mandate, but also reinstate troops that were uh, discharged for it and give them back pay. Uh, Yeah. Which I would also, I'd I'd be in favor of all of that. Absolutely ridiculous. We were discharging people. Some people are doing that shit with cops and city service people and all that shit. I think that's they more, should. You know, that's a city level. I forgot where I saw that, but I know some people are. 
in New York, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Yeah, they should. I mean, there's no – I, especially now. I mean, I don't know. You can give people some leniency, I guess, you know, during the, the pandemic for, you know, wanting everybody to get the vaccine. But, like, knowing what we know now, fucking three years into this damn thing, I don't know how anybody would feel right defending people losing their job for for not getting the covid vaccine it's just it's unthinkable to me like that have, having that position is just so unconscionable you're going to you're going to take away somebody's livelihood because they don't want to get the shot yeah it's a little bit fucked yeah it's like that's how you they put food on the table the people who bitch about that don't think about putting food on the table you know they're usually working a job where it's like you know it's not the same they don't have to go fucking. They're not emptying the trash, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't think about it that way. They don't. Oh, well, I feel like a lot of the people who who are in favor of that kind of thing, you know, they're probably younger, more liberal, all that kind of stuff. Like they're not thinking about the guy that just got fired from his job for not getting the vaccine that has like a wife and kids. You know, it's got a mortgage on the house. It's got all this fucking bullshit that he's got to pay for that he can't now because you fired him from his job for not wanting to get a vaccine that doesn't prevent infection or spread. Yeah, and he may, there may have been another reason. You don't even know why he didn't want to get it. You're just, and also, a lot of times they're just, they're, they're hoping these people are Republicans and shit. Yeah. That was the name of the game, you know? Yeah, just to, just to inflict some sort of punishment on Republican voters. And which one I would say is not true. I mean, maybe the overwhelming or maybe the majority of people who didn't get the COVID vaccine are Republicans, but it's definitely not true of like everyone who didn't refuse to get it. I mean, I've, I've not gotten any boosters. I did get the first two, but I, I mean, I'm not a Republican, <laughs> you know, and I know plenty of people. I know liberal people who have not gotten the vaccine just because they, they don't want to. They simply just don't want to. They don't want to get it. And that's that. And they shouldn't have to. That's another thing, too, that I think is a little uh, a little irritating. It's like when you, you, you mention to somebody, usually because they ask whether you've gotten, whether you're up to date on your shots. So, you know, they'll usually say it kind of like that. If you've gotten all your shots, are you up to date? That kind of thing. And, you know, uh, like, you know you'll, you'll say you're not. And then they're like, well, why? Why? I don't have to explain to you why. I shouldn't have to. I don't think it's any of your goddamn business. I didn't want to get it. You know, it's a personal medical decision. I didn't want to get any of the boosters. Never mind what you think about. I don't care what you think about it. Like, what do I, like, I don't know. Why, why do they have to justify their decision in not getting it? Why can they just not get it? Well, because they're following the science, dude. You know, they have to fucking. <laughs> following the science. No, either side bothers me. You know, if you want to fuck, it's your own fucking body. Do what you want with it. But I understand there's fucking, I don't know. It's it's hard to know. I don't, I don't, if it causes problems down the road, you know, I've heard of it causing problems for some people. You know, you read about it on the internet, but I don't know how many people I actually know who it's caused a problem for that, yeah. that we know about, you know. But, like, that's the whole thing about it, too, is, like, the years that the COVID shot was coming out, like, 
humans were also fucking finally going back to doctors for regular checkups. Like the amount of cancer that was found and shit like that during oh, COVID, yeah. like when when hospitals opened back up, was like a lot because people were missing appointments and shit. So, you know, like it's hard oh, to know yeah. what a vaccine is causing and what everything else is just, you know, just happens to happen by chance. Yeah, and there's definitely overreaction on the on the right on this. You know, they think like there's some people that think like everything that's gone wrong with them since they've gotten vaccinated is because of the vaccine. And that's definitely not true. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I've seen people talking about like, uh, I don't, you'll, you'll see people talk about symptoms and everything like that. And it's like, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know that I would be as confident that you are, that that was caused by the vaccine. Maybe you just developed some shit. Maybe you just got sick. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't think the vaccines are like evil. Like a lot of people seem to think, I just didn't want to get them, you know? Yeah. And I did get them. I did get the first two. Because like in the beginning, I was genuinely concerned for like my health and the people around me and everything like that. But, you know, as I started reading a little more into it and started doing some of my own research, which is a, a thing I know liberals love to hear, doing my own research, reading stuff myself. Uh, you know, I just, I, I just decided that the boosters weren't really for me, that I didn't want to get them. You know, I yeah. could, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe some great, some great studies and some great evidence will come out that will change my mind, but, uh, not holding my breath. I feel like you're a little bit too far behind. If you were up to date, you'd be on like your fucking seventh one, you know? I know it's a lot. It's a lot. There's no way that shit could be good for you. Yeah. Also, just just to be for, fair for me personally, I already I don't like needles. I don't like getting shots, anything like that. So, you know, convincing myself to not get the booster shots was not was not that difficult. It was probably never going to be that difficult of a <laughs> of a thing to do. I haven't even gotten a flu shot. No, I don't fuck with needles either. I agree with you there. Shit makes me fucking want to pass out. Oh, yeah. Makes my palms all sweaty and shit just thinking about it. Yeah, no, not for me. But, like, everyone who wants to can follow that science right off a cliff if they want to. (laughs) I'm good. I'll I'll stay here. Yeah, I didn't mean to spend most of this episode talking about COVID vaccines. It's just kind of where my brain has gone in these later hours. I feel like we're coming up on a fucking holiday anyway, so the news is a little slower. I think next week it'll probably be us again. So, we'll die. Actually, we might do that one in person. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'll be, I'll be in town soon. In we town. will be in the same vicinity. That's good. The same house for a minute, anyway. For a minute, yeah. Definitely be cool to record like an in person podcast. We haven't done that. Like this is our fourteenth episode together. And they've all been. No, uh, we did one. Virtual. I thought we did one. Did we? I don't know. I don't think we did, man. Shit. I don't think we've we haven't hung out in quite some time. I've been. I mean, I, well, I've just been I've been like working and shit yeah. down here. Yeah. Fucking. You've been working. I've been working. Like I said, schedules are hard to match up. Shit. You know, yeah. It's difficult. But yeah, no, we will do this again next week. It'll be in person or this week, I guess it'll be in person. That'll be cool. It'll be the holiday time. 
also this past news week was slow. Maybe this this next news week will pick up because I was looking back through shit that just happened like through the week and ah, uh, it wasn't as as much of a news packed week as some other ones. But like you you know you you expect that going in. Was there like any any big news news thing that we I, think- I don't know that we haven't discussed on this thing that we. This isn't really big news, but Brittany Griner is going to use her platform and is going to do other things to advocate advocate for the release of Paul Whelan. So, you know, fucking. Oh, yeah. She hears you. She sees you. You know, when the people were complaining. <laughs> Damn, that was something that was in the notes for for last week, but it just didn't quite make it. But. Uh, Brittany yeah. Griner's home. Woo! Dude, it's a big thing. <laughs> now we'll be able to tune in and really watch her play for the fucking the Phoenix Sparks or whatever the fuck, you know. <laughs> I think she did say she wanted to come back, right? She wanted to play in, uh, oh, in yeah. America. Well, fucking, of course. How many fucking seven-foot women do you know? <laughs> fuck yeah, she's coming back. Yeah, so... Uh... Uh, and I'm sure the the stadiums will be jam packed. Show me another way she can make fucking two hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> get your get your tickets now. That thing will be booked. They will be sold gone. out, son. It'll be the most attended game in WNBA history. With a total of two hundred people. Two hundred people. Goddamn! What a fucking thing, dude! WNBA. That's if they just would lower the goal and make the ball a little bit smaller, it'd be so much better. Yeah, they started like dunking on people and stuff. Eight and a half foot goal is what they need. Yeah. See, yeah, I mean, you got to do something to drive up viewership. Not, <laughs> not that I want to shit on the NBA or the WNBA for the final fifteen minutes, but Griner coming home was a big thing that we did not uh, discuss, and it would be. Uh, an interesting time to state that I did poke a little fun at Brittany Griner there, but I don't support these kind of exchanges at all. Period. Just like as a policy, I think it's bad policy, and it makes sense why she comes back, you know, and she wants to try to help free Paul Whelan and everything like that. It makes sense why she wants to do that, but I don't. You know, I, I think I think it's bad policy to trade for Americans like that because, it, it, I mean, it puts other Americans in danger. You know, like if a foreign country knows that they can get something that they want. And all they got to do is capture an American to do it. Then they're going to do it more. You know, like Brittany Griner was not the first person held captive uh, by the Russian, not the first American, you know, held by the Russian government. She won't be the last. You know, like they're going to they're going to capture more people because they know the United States wants to play ball. Uh, And, you know, I mean, to Joe Biden's uh, I mean, just to give him a little credit, I guess, you know, it is pretty unpopular. You know, when people start hearing about Paul Whelan being over there, you know, former Marine, everything like that, like there is a pretty strong uh, will from the American people for him to bring him back home, even for Brittany Griner, too. You know, I mean, there were a lot of. A lot of, you know, Democrats, more liberal types that 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 did want Biden to negotiate for her release. And, and I mean, he did. You know, I don't know that anybody is super comfortable with any American being held by the Russian. You know, any any 
you know, enemy foreign government. But I just think it bad, it, you know, it's bad policy. I think it leads to bad stuff down the road. It puts other people in danger. Um, and also, I have a little bit of problem with like the media coverage of Paul Whelan and his situation. I feel like they don't go into a lot of detail. Is he a spy or is he not a spy? So, as I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I haven't done enough research to say definitively, but I will say, I mean, I mean, one, he got a, he got a bad conduct discharge from the Marines for committing crimes. He got court-martialed, everything like that, got a bad conduct discharge. And well, one thing that I noticed was that I, I didn't see a lot of people in the mainstream media talking about like what, like what fellow Marines, fellow servicemen thought about Paul Whelan. And so I did a little digging of my own. And, you know, because he was court-martialed for committing some different crimes and he did get a bad conduct discharge, a lot of the Marines that I saw uh, were not big Paul Whelan fans. You know, I, like some of them were hesitant to even call him a Marine because he got the, you know, the bad conduct discharge. Not, not everyone's of that same opinion. Um, but so he, he gets... He gets discharged from the Marines. And according, according to his family, uh, he would he would like brag about knowing a Russian intelligence agent, like someone in the FSB. And uh, he ends up going to Russia for I, I believe is a wedding. I think one of his Marine friends was having a wedding or something along those lines. And uh, Paul Whelan never made the wedding. He didn't go. And instead he decided to, you know, meet up with uh, his FSB friend. And not long after that meeting, Paul Whelan is arrested, charged with espionage. Uh, They said, I think the Russian government said they found uh, like tens of thousands of dollars in cash on him. And they said they found a USB drive that contained the names of Russian intelligence officials. Now, how much of that is true? I don't know. But he did apparently know this person that was in the FSB. Uh, you have to assume that, you know, like he, he hit him up, said he was going to be in Russia. And they ended up meeting. Now, you know, what was discussed at that meeting, what actually occurred, hard to tell. Um, and it, it doesn't really seem like Paul Whelan is the, like the, like the best source of information on this. Cause from what I understand, I've heard other people say that his, his story has changed a little bit over time. And, you know, I, I think that probably leads, you know, that, that's why some, uh, of the information on this is a little, you know, a little unsure, but I think, you know, what, you know, might've happened that he was uh, is essentially kind of catfished by this FSB agent, you know, like, yeah. you know, you got a, you know, bad conduct discharge, you know, disgraced Marine wants to get back into the, in the good graces, wants to do something good for his country, you know, becomes friends with this Russian intelligence agent has a reason to go to Russia, hits him up, takes all this cash with him, is going to buy some, uh, some leaked Russian intelligence from this guy and gets caught up. You know, gets, uh, I mean, I mean, gets, you know, like the, the FSB agent set him up. I think there's a decent possibility that that's what has occurred. Maybe I'm not privy to some information that would 
you know, disprove that, but it doesn't sound all that crazy just based on like the information that I've gathered about the situation. So I, it just kind of bothered me the way they were talking about it. You know, they, 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 like American media, I don't know how this shit is covered in like other countries and shit like that, but American media just, you know, they didn't really go into the details of like how Paul Whelan was captured, you know, or any like background information on him, you know, like none of that. They, they, they didn't go into any of the details. They didn't give any of that kind of information. They just kind of made it seem like he was a, a Marine vet that was randomly captured by the Russian government. And that's, that's not what happened. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I, I feel like we could have got something more out of the trade. We gave up a pretty good guy, you know? We did do that. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing, too. I you know, I said I'm opposed to these exchanges. Uh, you know, I think they're bad. Po- you know, and that's, I, I do believe that, but I, everything is situational, you know? I mean, you kind of have to look at the deal. You have to see... You know, I mean, you have to at least entertain the the deal. You got to look at it, you know, see what you're getting in return, what they would be getting in return. And uh, Russia got the merchant. What do they call him? The merchant of death. The merchant of death. Got more got more people killed around the world than anybody else selling AK-47. Which, you know, there's probably somebody else that's the new merchant of death, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's that's kind of what I think, too, is like, yeah, it's. <laughs> giving Russia back somebody that's called the merchant of death doesn't sound good, <laughs> but I, f- I feel like it's probably um, a similar situation to like ISIS leaders, you know, like we kill one and then a new one pops up and then, you know, a couple like two years later, we'll kill him and another one pops up. Like I'm sure Russia has got a number of arms dealers doing their dirty work for sure. Definitely. You know, it's like, how important was it for Russia to get the Merchant of Death back? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they obviously wanted him back. You know, they did, they did trade for him. So they obviously have some interest in getting him back. But is it going to be like super detrimental to like world security and stability that the Merchant of Death is back in Russia? Nah, I don't know. Remains to be seen. Shit. Well, fucking... It's hitting fucking 10 o'clock. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up for the evening. I think that's a good landing spot. That's not bad. That's not bad. We got, uh, let's see, we talked about COVID vaccines. This episode's for sure going to get flagged on, like, Spotify. You know how they do the COVID notification. This one. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if any of my other ones have ever been checked for that, but I'll, I'll check for that after we get off here. Did the, let's see, made fun of Trump and his goofy NFT shit. Covered, covered the defense bill. Kristen Cinema doing Kristen Cinema shit, and Brittany uh, Griner. Yeah, I, yeah, that was one of the things. I yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about last week. Wanted to talk about how I feel that those exchanges are bad because I feel like that's not a super popular opinion. I imagine it might be among libertarians, you know. But like liberals really wanted Brittany Griner home. Conservatives really want Paul Whelan home. And I don't think we should do those exchanges at all. I think I they should to... both be fucking in Russia still. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the opinion that I wanted to put out there into the ether. Just to, 
you know, I imagine a fair amount of, of, of the audience for the podcast will agree, but I, I don't think that's a very popular opinion though. I think that's a pretty, pretty hot take. Shit. That's all right. Not bad. And we're going to do this shit again here in a few days when I'm back in town, going to be doing it in person. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's a good news week leading into, into Christmas. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Shit. Well, yeah, that's it for us. We're wrapping it up here. Um, be another one of these episodes, uh, next weekend or next Monday rather for Christmas, get a new episode like this for Christmas. What could be better? Fuck yeah, what could be better? <laughs> All right, we're out. Shit.